Hey there, demons, it's us, your girls. Welcome to the 26th Office Goblin Podcast. I'm S. And I'm D. And we are goblins. Two goblins that have many thoughts, interests, and opinions about stuff and things. And today, we, before we get into the meat and potatoes <laughs> of uh, this beautiful, wondrous day's episode, I would just like to put a disclaimer. If you listen to episode 24... Or are planning to. And you hear some noise in the background. (laughs) My cat was popping off that day. (laughs) It was close to the time where they would get their food. And they are a little four-legged alarm clock about that. Like, very particular. Listen, I can relate. I demand my food. <laughs> Do you like throw such a temper tantrum though? Uh, well, that depends. I mean, mm. sometimes, yeah, I think so. <laughs> that that's fair. That's fair. You know, we're we're hangry. We're not thirsty. We're just hangry. Oh yeah, there's all the memes on the internet where it says if I when I say I I could eat, you have ten minutes before I'm a different person. That's me. Oh, like uh, like one of those Snickers commercials. Like you're you're not you when you're hungry. Oh, absolutely. There's a video I sent my friends just the other day of a little girl, and she's crying in the backseat, like, okay, visibly crying. Yeah. And her mom says, we're just going to visit dance class. Like, you don't have to dance if you don't want to. Yeah. And this girl, little girl looks at her, just tears, and goes, what if it takes too long to get a snack? And oh, her mom goes, her mom's like, or guardian, I, I'm assuming mom-daughter. Yeah. But she says, no, we're going to get the snack first. It's okay. And it flashes forward to her holding this giant cookie or bread. Nice. And her mom's like, how do you feel about dance class now? And she's like, excited, but nervous. (laughs) Totally different (laughs) child. And it's so A whole mood. (laughs) I I think, like, the different stages of this child's emotional journey, the roller coaster, relatable, relatable, relatable. Absolutely. And so, like, your cat, <laughs> your cats were the highlight for me last episode. They were amazing. Okay, okay, because it, it was a lot. <laughs> Viewers, if you can't appreciate a good... <laughs> Angry if cat. Ap- if you can't appreciate a cat singing the song of her people, <laughs> then we can't be friends. Yeah, yeah, I, I promise listeners that no one was getting hurt the only thing getting hurt was uh the emotions of a cat who was told you still have to wait for dinner (laughs) yeah there there is no other physical pain there it's just the emotional pain Mm -hmm. and can we argue that 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 is much worse I mean, we can, but do we want to argue about that now, or do we want to get in today's episode? I Yeah, how about that? How about <laughs> that? Uh, today's episode is going to be super dope. It's going to be about crafting in all of its forms. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I feel like rolls very well off of the last episode of Aging, where... <laughs> <laughs> The older you get, the more into crafts I feel like you are. This is a, a whole life truth. My One of my good friends since grade school 
took up knitting or crocheting or both Ooh. early on in high school, and she would take the bus a lot, right? Uh-huh. And she was a beacon for all the old ladies. Oh. Or all the, like, crafty people in general, like, middle-aged yeah. to older-aged ladies. And they were obsessed with her. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's amazing. See, as a kid, I used to do cross-stitch. Ooh, yeah. And I fell out of it because I used to do it with my great-grandma. Um, And so one of my cousins would come visit mm-hmm. every other summer or something. And so we would spend the whole summer at our great-grandma's house and Aww. just cross-stitch and go to the pool. And it was a lot of fun. Cross-stitching um, in the pool? No, not that far. <laughs> That's that's a shame. Perhaps you know that's that's like the other Olympic sport right after the synchronized swimming. <laughs> like synchronized right after water polo, it's it's playing water polo while cross stitching. <laughs> you would drown. You would fully drown. Oh, a hundred percent. But no, I used I loved cross stitching. There was something about the tactile, like doing something with my hands and having mm-hmm. to focus on it and having a pattern. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to worry about freeballing it and like trying to figure out what I want it to look like. <laughs> not freelancing, not fr- uh, whatever. I'm freeballing. Listen, I'm in a mood today, so yeah. I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah, you're letting your beans out quite literally. <laughs> Lady beans. Lady beans. <laughs> what is your proudest uh, cross stitch moment or project? Oh God. I don't I don't remember. It was so many years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. at this point, it was a whole 20 years ago that I was doing this. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I just aged myself a lot. But uh, I, I remember doing like a lot of flower patterns because, again, mm-hmm. it was my great grandmother's house. So there was like, here's your uh, patterns from the 70s and 80s. Go, go at it. <laughs> <laughs> Nana picked the best patterns for sure. So, yeah, I, I think some of my favorites would be the flower ones and getting to, like, pick out my own thread because, again, she had every freaking thread color available. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, that'd probably be what I'd have to say. You know what? Two observations there. One, uh, when you said every thread color, it reminded me of the paint wallet in uh, one of those hardware stores. Absolutely. Which is so baller. I mean, that must have been so satisfying to have just every color under the sun at your beck and call. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, second thing, you were cottagecore before cottagecore was a thing. <laughs> Eight-year-olds, nine-year-old cottagecore, <laughs> little gremlin goblin. Listen, I, I have always been a fun story that ties into this is that yeah. when I was in high school, I was like an overachiever, okay? I was like... Uh, a scholar like I, one of those things where i did like all of the advanced classes but we didn't mm-hmm. call them ap it was just like the scholar honors list or whatever yeah i did yeah. all of that i played all the sports i was constantly pushing myself probably doing past the, the point that i should be doing the most <laughs> and i remember asking the guidance counselor for a letter of recommendation for the colleges and she <laughs> this woman doesn't talk about my grades, doesn't talk about my classes, doesn't talk about my extracurriculars. She says I'm a flower child that can always oh. find the best in situations. And I remember reading that and being so mad. <laughs> and now, 
now I look back and I go, oh, bitch, you really saw through me, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she, that's the tea on you. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what that, at the time, your initial reaction, it reminds me of that Skeletor meme when it said, I don't like to feel good, I like to feel evil. <laughs> I don't like to be a flower <laughs> child, I like to feel despair. Honestly. Yeah, despair and pressure. <laughs> Standing out here, you know, 16-year-old D thinking she's hot shit. And then it's like, oh, you're not, though. You're really not. You know what? But that's the... I feel like that's the attitude at the time as an adolescent that, you know, just barrels you through that weird dumpster fire point in life. Oh, absolutely. Abso-fucking-lutely. Yeah. And your guidance counselor who... I want to meet this person... <laughs> Can I just say, <laughs> she sounds like such a boss. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was it was kind of difficult because I think they were new that year, either the junior, senior year, or whatever, and so they didn't really know any of us. Yeah, but she said, well. "Screw all your accomplishments. <laughs> you are a flower child." She, she really did. She said, "No, no, no, no. I'm gonna read your soul." <laughs> To be honest, that's even more frightening. You're like, no, 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 don't go there. Danger ahead. <laughs> you won't come back from that one. <laughs> Into the <laughs> abyss. Wee! <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay, crafting, all this fun stuff. What was, like, the number one craft you went to as a kid? Okay, so... I I don't know if this counts. When I was very, very little, I'm talking like three, four years old, I was very mm -hmm. into Play-Doh. Oh, hell yeah. Loved Play-Doh, loved clay. I had this little pet shop. It was a groomer little thing. So it came mm -hmm. with a dog, came with a cat. And this little platform that was like the barber chair, quote unquote, for the, the animals, right? Okay. And you would put like a whole... And then there was this like knob sticking up. So you would put like a whole thing... Or a little bit. I, I don't remember if it was like this little bit of a knob or like a kind of a divot in the platform, if you will. So you could put the uh -huh. dog or the cat on there. And then you put an amount of Play-Doh and you squeeze it down and like it looked like it, there was fur growing out of them. Oh, And it cute. came with little Play-Doh scissors so you could cut the, the hair. I love that. Yeah. So I was really into that and really into Legos for the longest time. Oh, Legos, time. absolutely. Yeah, loved Legos. Uh Later on, I w really got into painting, just especially watercolors. See, I'm also Ooh. like an 80-year-old person, loved watercolors and painting nature. <laughs> like, this is a great landscape. Um, so that <laughs> was Bob that. Bob Ross it. Yeah. Oh, girl, I am the Bob Ross of my generation. <laughs> I have the afro and everything. Keeping a little, like, squirrel in my pocket like Bob did. <laughs> Sorry. You, you just Can you see I that for the, me? I have the afro and everything, and I just pictured it. <laughs> I don't know. I can see it working for you. if you. But like, over my regular hair. Like, you still yeah, see yeah. the rest of my hair, but this, yeah. <laughs> and the beard slapped on there. Love it. I but love like a fake one, you know, this. like the sun, the, the glasses with the big nose and the mustache. That's oh, yeah. kind of like the fake uh, facial hair vibe I'm oh, going yeah. for. But Absolutely. at the same time, and mind you, this was while I was still single digits old, 
And this started very early as well. I think in the Play-Doh era, I was a sticker hoe. Loved stickers. Sticker everything. Wouldn't do anything with them. Because I was like, that's a waste of stickers. And what if I regret my sticker placement later? So I was already like in a dilemma as a small child. (laughs) I had a lot of stress. I had a lot of things going on. Because I didn't want to waste a perfectly good sticker. (laughs) Some of these are baller stickers. And I knew that. I intrinsically knew that and had the discipline not to stick them on anything. I feel that so deep in my soul. Did you ever have the stickers that were like gel stickers that had glitter on the inside of them and you could squish (gasps) them around? No, I had the puffy ones. I mean, they were still puffy, but they were full of like glitter. No. Oh, man. I had a jump rope like that, though. In first grade. That makes sense. Yeah. But that's not, but, <laughs> that's not stickers. <laughs> that's not stickers, but still cool. But anyway, like, so you had gel glitter stickers. That's pretty really, that's pretty really cool. Yeah, I, <laughs> so uh, I want to say starting in middle school or something, this was the early 2000s, late 90s. Yeah. And scrapbooking was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. my mom and I would go and do scrapbooking events. And so... Uh, that's where I became obsessed with stickers because then my grandma also did scrapbooking. Yeah. And she had a whole scrapbooking room, like papers and edge line, like edges and different cut, like scissors. Oh, man. Sticker. I mean, oh my God. I got lost in that scrap room so much. I loved it. Yeah. But I, to this day, have stickers like from high school and whatnot because i couldn't use them because i didn't know a good time to yeah yeah i i mean timing is everything mm-hmm. and the item is everything yes yeah and there are so many awesome stickers out there and especially now where you could get like custom made stickers or even on etsy that mm-hmm. is a treasure trove but simultaneously a pandora's box where it will it's, send you into an endless wormhole of, I want all these stickers. Vinyl or otherwise, take your pick. Choose your weapon. It's so much. And can I also say, though, I think we're having another talker this episode. Uh, I can hear her. I can. I can too. And it's cl- <laughs> she senses that she's 30 minutes away from dinner time. No, stop. <laughs> I'm not talking to my cat listeners. I'm talking t- to Dee. <laughs> Who, who's turning red? <laughs> I just hear her in the background. It's for 30 more minutes. Get used to it. Hold it together. Oh, my God. Okay. I have to hear this every day, like three times a day. So this to me is nothing. This is perfect, though, because my t-shirt that I'm wearing literally says loud is what we do. And that's all I'm thinking now. <laughs> I, I think you texted my cat and was like, are you going to pop off like you did last week? Okay, I'm going to wear this shirt. Listen, lady, if you're going to be a part of the show, you have to act up. Yeah, be a professional. <laughs> but yeah, I, I have been on Etsy. I love Etsy, first and foremost. And because I love supporting small businesses. I think we've yes. said that before. Mm-hmm. There are so many. Just like you can buy a set of 40 plus stickers and they're big mm-hmm. stickers. Yes. And I just I look at them and I want them. Especially because most of them are anime and I'm a nerd. But where the fuck am I going to put them? I'm just going to accumulate all of them. (laughs) When I die, it's just going to be boxes in an attic somewhere of, like, 
<laughs> oh, no, no, no. Stickers. Here's what we do. When you're on the way out the door of the living, uh-huh. call me. I'm going to fly out to you or walk over to your house, whatever. Uh-huh. And the moment you're deceased, I'm going to take all those stickers and stick them all over your, all over your coffin before we put you either in the ground, send you yes! off a cliff, or incinerate you in the cremulator. I, yes. And I'm going to be screaming, we have to, uh, evil dies tonight, and we have to seal this <laughs> demon as I'm sticking stickers all over the edge of your coffin or casket, whichever. Oh my god, I love it. See, at that point, we're we're uh, probably going to be at a home or something, right? Still doing the show, because of course, this show oh, dies with us. Girl, <laughs> I'm going to be in a haunted house. Ooh, I like it. You can be like my roommate. It. Absolutely. Roommates for life. Yes. But I, I lost my train of thought there. Is it is it like a neurodivergent <laughs> thing where it's like you can't get rid of stickers or is that just a normal thing? Like I like legitimately having panic attacks over whether or not you can use a sticker. I'm not the person to ask because I'm I've been facing this dilemma since I was very young as well. And I'm still in that phase when I get like, okay, so one of my friends went overseas and brought me super cute little like, they're little polar bears, Mm -hmm. but they have like, little hats and umbrellas and like little babushka style, you know, with the the headscarf and looking super cute because I think they were from like Korea or Japan. So Mm -hmm. you know, it's cute. And I can't use them. I started Mm-hmm. And I was like, regrets, regrets. <laughs> oh, no. So I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out what is the answer to your question. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll just both, we'll never know. It's one of those we things. We will never know. <laughs> yeah, now that we have a Tumblr, I expect answers from listeners. Help us out. Help your <laughs> internet moms out. Internet goblin moms. Yeah, Mom goblin goblins. moms. Mom, yeah, your goblin mom, gob- Ma- moblins. The moblins, yeah. Yes. <laughs> See, the, eventually, but, if we get popular enough, we need to get our own stickers and just have them be like moblins. Moblins, or like uh, the listeners could be affectionately referred to as the little gobs. Gobs. <laughs> or little goon goblins. Goblins. I say that with sincerity in my heart. Is it kind of like how Lady Gaga's fans are little monsters? Are we going to have little goblins? Yeah, yeah, but I, I think, like, if you're feeling particularly rambunctious, like it's rumpus mm-hmm. hour, then you're a little goon goblin. But if you're feeling very calm, very zen, you can be a, just a little goblin. Okay. Yes. <laughs> I accept those parameters. Yeah, you know, there's different types of goblins. <laughs> there are. We need to respect all of them. Yes, yeah, the emotional spectrum is there for a reason. It applies to goblins as well. Obviously. Yeah, naturally. (laughs) Come on, psychology. (laughs) Come on, feelings. Uh, I'm sorry, though. I think I interrupted you were on the track for something. About stickers? I don't remember. No, you were talking about scrapbooking, girl. Oh, scrapbooking, that's right. Scrapbooking. I, it's a day. It's, it's a, a book day. to scrap. It's been a weekend. It's been a long. My brain is trailing behind me. 
do you want to get into it? You know what? No. <laughs> no. Because you're going to rub off on me. I When you said trailing behind you, I imagine like, you know, Just Married where they have the cans on a string, but it's your brain on a string and you're driving away and it's hitting all sorts of like potholes and dust. Really? And- It'd be like that today. Um, yes. So crafting, right? Coming yeah. into full circle as we get yeah. older. I mm. feel like crafting has turned into an obsession now with stationery and how... There's journaling and all of these, like, really beautiful, like, calligraphy is coming back. Mm-hmm. And, yep. like, different handwritings or not handwritings, um, fonts, <laughs> whatever. You know what I mean. It's calligraphy, right? Yeah, kind just of. calligraphy. <laughs> yeah, the, over, the umbrella term, calligraphy. But I feel like there's this connection now between, because scrapbooking isn't really a big deal anymore, um, but stationary and journaling is and i wonder if it's like just a natural progression i think it depends if you enjoy the physical act of writing and taking the time to like let's say make bullet journals and stuff like that Mm -hmm. like plan your day you know there's whole things on youtube devoted to that Mm -hmm. um i was a planner person for the longest time Mm. uh but now I just use my phone. Oh, yeah. But, 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 that's a big old but. It's an endeavor, but. No, don't, don't. I'm putting anyway. my head in my hands. Yeah. <laughs> I love you too. But <laughs> I like gel pens. I think gel pens, super dope. And another one of, uh, my friends who listens to the show shouts out to you a uh, brought me back an excellent little hello kitty tricolor pen from japan Ooh. and it has like the 0.5 like millimeter kind of tip i think oh, so yeah. it's the line is nice and thin it flows smoothly mm-hmm. let me tell you that that stationery was clutch and those are the kind <laughs> of pens i like but i also have sent to gel pens that are fun to just huff Oh, God. I'm jealous of that. I remember, because, like, there's a special place in heaven or hell, depending on who you are, where (laughs) glitter gel pins reside. And I I never (laughs) got onto, like, the glitter gel pin crave, but I do like colored gel pins. Yeah, yeah. And I remember buying a whole set of them with, like, a little shitty coloring book to color. Um, with gel pens yeah it well it's like a maybe not gel but like a normal kind of pin like just colored pens yeah it, uh-huh. it, it took a while but again it's one of those things where i need i can't concentrate on something some days and so with it being as simple as coloring in with a gel pen it takes a long time and it helps me focus and calm down mm-hmm. um but i have i one of my favorite colors is purple and so anytime mm-hmm. I find a purple pen, I have to hoard it like the dragon that I am. <laughs> My precious. You're like fully Gollum, Lord of the Rings, like with your purple gel pen, like mountain. Yeah, I currently have three. <laughs> They're sitting in my little cup holder. Can I tell you something that you're going to really like before you carry on with that thought? Yes. Crayola is making single color sets now so you could get a marker crayon colored pencil and other little things in single colors. What? At least they were doing that a few within the last five years. So you might be worth checking out. 
Absolutely. I think it's pretty cool. I was like, Crayola's genius. Take my money. I love Because there's always one color as a child, well into adulthood, that you're like, this is the best color. Absolutely. And it's going to be the first one to get used up. The The problem, though, is that as an adult, and this is stupid, is that if you want to sign documents or write checks or something, it has to be in mm-hmm. black or blue ink. Like, no, let me that's, use my purple pens. That's boring. And I mean, purple to me is very similar to black and blue. Like mm-hmm. if you have a black erasable pen, the undertones of it are either blue or purple. So therefore, <laughs> the jury concludes that you should be able to use a purple pen. I agree, but I'm also biased. No, I I think that's just, let's go with my argument, then it sounds like pretty legit. Okay. And not just based on bias. Yeah. Even though that's a good bias. I I was going to ask you when you talked about your pen, because you said it was like a super fine tip, right? Yeah. So is that your preference? Because I feel like the size of the pen nib and how much ink comes out at a time Mm -hmm, is like... mm -hmm. Something people die over or fight over. I I am also, Uh I'm a uh very thin, like, one of my favorite pins is this one. It's a Pilot G207. Oh, one of those, like, inky, inky ones. Mm -hmm. Shows up everywhere. I love it. I have, um, another friend got me, it was a set of three, the same kind, just different colors Mm -hmm. that were inky ink, but... More like, you know those fine tip Sharpies? They aren't the regular Sharpies, but just like the felt tip kind of thing. You mean like these? Yes, it has that kind of tip. And it's the same ink quality, a little bit more runny. Uh Uh-huh. And less smelly than a Sharpie. So if you dropped water on it, it would just get everywhere. Okay. But those are fun to write with. But the preference is a regular pen, fine tip, uh, none of the inky ink. Okay. Regular ink. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I like a highlighter as well, like a nice little highlighter color to throw in there. See, my my husband and I argue about this all the time because uh-huh. he loves those little um, – I can't remember what the brand is, but they're like you buy them for a dollar and you get five. Like Ooh. the real shitty pins. Like that's yeah. what I call them. He loves them. He will buy packs at a time. And it's like, you don't need all of those. And he's like, yes, I do. I need all of them. And the other day. So we you're were, both like Gollum. We are. We were walking through Walmart and he gasped. And I went, oh, my God, what's wrong? Are you okay? I will gasp. He found those little shitty pins in blue. Oh, and he just went, his heart. I need to take these home. I need these right now. And it's like, you, <laughs> but you don't know. You don't need those. And he said, yes, I do. And so we came home with two packs of these shitty blue pins. You know what? If that's your husband's happy place. <laughs> it is. And he uses them on his Sudoku books. Because listen, if you, there's worse <laughs> vices to have, arguably. There are. And having cruddy pens is not one of them. And especially if he's training his brain, doing Sudoku at the same time, and it's only a dollar. Honestly. Yeah, it's such a deal. Then I say, <laughs> God bless. He's he's so cute. I'm not making fun of him, audience. No, no, I know you're not. I just, I call him my little old man because... 
Yeah. He is yeah. absolutely turning into one with his habits and his mannerisms. But he can 100% turn around and call me out, calling me like a little old lady because I am also doing the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it sounds like a good match to me. <laughs> but yeah, I... I don't know. I used to use going back to your planner you talked yeah. about. Mm-hmm. I tried. I tried having a planner all throughout college, at least mm-hmm. undergrad. It worked because it helped me visualize how much I had and how much I had due. Yeah, yeah. But I am the person that will buy a really pretty journal or something mm-hmm. and then never fucking use it. Uh, (laughs) it's just the aesthetic that i like (laughs) like i have had i'll show you because it's on my on my desk right here i've had this little um please stop wiggling okay i've had this little journal it's leather this is real fucking leather with a little tail and like it latches you unlatch it open it and then you've got this like, your spell book, you wizard. It really is. And I've had it for years. And again, it's just like the goddamn stickers. I don't know what to <laughs> write in it because I don't want to waste it. Because these are not yeah. tear out pages. Like these are hand bound. Like I, I was gifted this from, I think, my grandma. And I just, I never used it because it was way too pretty. Yeah. And so now I finally found a reason to use it. I list all of the books I read each year. Oh, nice. So I can keep track and, like, help visualize how much I've been reading over the year and help force myself to read books. Um, yeah, expanding already, my brain? Boo. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good so far this year. I've got a pretty good yeah. list going. But uh, I just, I hoard pins and I hoard stickers and I hoard journals because I don't know what to use them for. But it's like, I have to have them. Yeah, yeah. I used to be the same way with notebooks, and then one day would just start biting, would just bite the bullet and start writing things in, and then would immediately regret it. See? Yeah, yeah. Like, sketch pads, to me, were no big deal, because it's like you can erase stuff, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then when you have a journal, I don't know about you, but when I was younger, I was like, there has to be a profound thought here. This all has to be, you know- Rolf, uh, Waldo Emerson type, you know, uh, Henry David Thoreau and, and all that stuff. Like you got to have some serious philosophical whatever on, onto this page, but it was, it was not that. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, now sometimes what I like to do, because like you, I, I enjoy reading a lot is write down a favorite quote or something or, Mm. If, if there's a particularly interesting thing, then to note that down. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's something you already know, but have now interpreted it in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the, the key ideas of things that stick out to you. Yeah. I mean, it's like making your own personal quote book. Totally. Yeah. Making your own kind of like little gospel according to D. Or S. Or S. Yeah. Uh, I like I, that. I will tell you, um, these are kind of pricey, but worth every penny. I th- I think they're called either Moleskin or Moleskine. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so let me tell you, I'm never going back to a regular journal. Mm-hmm. Because those things, 
chef's kiss of stationery. Oh. You you get your money's worth, but like you really gotta put your money in it. Yeah, you do, you do. And sometimes on Amazon, it's interesting because each of the colors is a different price. <laughs> I yeah. haven't even looked at that. Yeah, I, I don't know what, what it is, but some are worth a bit or a lot more than others. Yeah. And which is fine because I, I tend to go for the black one anyway. Oh, yeah. But I mean, crisp line pages, I think there's like 240 of them. You get the little strap, the elastic strap that keeps yes. it all together. All your thoughts in one place. It has the little tail, like in your uh, my leather little, note notepad. Yeah. I just I had to look and see if this was a moleskin, and like, I don't know. It's not. It's a. Don't make fun of me. It's a no, Novel, no, go for it. Noble novel art design. N o u v e l. Okay, okay. And it says it's handmade in Italy, but on the other side, it's from Barnes & Noble. So, like... <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're importing the good stuff. <laughs> Be that as you may, or take that as you will, you know, like... Eh. An, a nice notebook is a nice notebook. It is. I, I have thought about getting moleskins, though. I've thought about getting the ones that don't have lines on them, just the dots, because those fascinate me. Yeah, yeah, you can kind of do anything with those. And I feel like, because I also uh, have fun painting, like more as a craft hobby. It's not like mm -hmm, a serious mm -hmm. hobby. I can't use watercolors. I've never figured out how, like how much water per color you need to get the different uh -huh. shades. Like uh, <laughs> I just use acrylic paint on canvas and I do my best. And it's easier for me, I think to just throw color at a at a pat like at a canvas like an actual canvas mm -hmm. and see whatever the fuck shows up versus sitting down and writing something on lined paper there's something not intimidating maybe but just uh-huh maybe that is the word i'm going for here that i can't just write yeah i i could see several things going on there with the act of writing one you know we're so used to typing things so i think the stamina for writing has changed mm. uh the handwriting piece if some people uh who have handwriting who's maybe not so legible mm -hmm. i i enjoy writing especially when you get a good pen and you get in the zone <laughs> like stuff just flows on paper and then one it, it and then the other piece is what are you actually writing about is it uh, journaling as a therapeutic process, as a note of, you know, what happened on that day, of gratitude, mm. uh, any number of things that, you know, you could use a journal for. Yeah. Um, and it's like its own separate action. It's still like a mind dump in a way, whether it's, you know, things that you've read, uh, your own independent thoughts about something mm -hmm. that you've experienced or observed. Um and, you know, whereas, like, the creative piece, that's, like, what, right brain more than left brain? Like, the left brain is the logical side and the right brain is more of the creative kind of, yes. I think, the visual spatial thing. If I remember Bo Burnham correctly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you remember that song, Left Brain, Right Brain? No, I just remember oh. the one where he, like, deep throats a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> And no, there's there's a song, Left Brain, Right Brain. It's like, I am the left brain. I am the left brain. And he's like, 
talking about all the to-do list and chores he has to do. And then the right brain comes up. It's like, I like Oreos and pussy. <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> like, that is exactly it. I, if, if there's a man who knows who has a way with words, it's certainly Bo Burnham. Absolutely. I'm struggling some days. It's like, what would Bo Burnham do? <laughs> yeah, not what would Jesus do? It's what would BB do? If he hears this, he's probably going, no, please don't emulate me. Please don't follow my footsteps. Yeah, his lawyers are on it. <laughs> it's gonna, this part's going to be redacted. Oh, no. Just a yeah, long loss, beep. Yeah, into the vault it goes. <laughs> But, and no, writing, it's, I, I think I might be able to write better on those notebooks, though, that have just the dots, because there's no, it, there's no real structure there, I guess. Like, I don't have to follow the lines. I can just kind of throw it on there, and whatever happens, yeah, happens. Sure. I'm such a rebel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if, if you really are feeling badass, go with the unlined and oh. see how even and straight you could get your writing and, and size-wise, you know, the ratio. <laughs> oh, no. My writing... That is for the brave. Slants. Same. <laughs> Which way does your slant? <laughs> it goes upwards. It's like this way. So from the left would be the bottom and then the right would be the top. Like, it goes that way. Mine too. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> Similarities. We both Kermit arms. Arms. <laughs> at the same <laughs> Frantic Kermit arms. Oh god. Kermit or Grover? <laughs> yeah, you're Grover, I'm Kermit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I yeah. That's exactly what happens. I can't I can't write in a straight line. It just bloop. Yeah, I, I try to go in with a ruler, especially like on a fresh notebook. But then after one page I give up because I'm I say, this is taking too long and it's already uneven. <laughs> Why bother? Why bother? Someone make the lines for me. <laughs> if that's available. So I guess to further push this narrative along, what would you say? <laughs> All right, Charlie Rose. <laughs> James well, Lipton. What would you say is your go-to craft today, like as an adult? Okay, okay. So I've got a bunch. Oh, give them to me. Love painting. I've I started with acrylics, but mm -hmm. once I went to oil, I never looked back. Because looking Ooh. back now, if I had to look back, uh huh, circle back as it were. <laughs> yeah, lots of deep sighs of disappointment from Ms. D today. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, because acrylic dries really fast and you need to paint in so many layers, whereas mm -hmm. oil is more malleable, like, you know, because the dry time is so much slower, mm -hmm. you can work with it a bit longer and the blending, at least to me, is much easier. But okay. the watercolor, I recently found a travel size little watercolor kit oh. and then a bigger one. And I will send you links because they are great. And I'm just having a fun time mixing colors and uh -huh. doing a lot of more... Just patterns. I'm really into patterns now because it's more aesthetically pleasing, not only to my eye, but to my brain. It's like, this feels good. Yeah. Um, and took up cross-stitching. Okay. Uh, a friend, shout out to N, was very kind with lending uh, their time in getting me started on that. And that's like, to your point, very meditative. You know, you're very focused. Mm-hmm. 
And there's something very satisfying about doing the little X's. Is it? It's the parasympathetic nervous system, right? That calms you down? Um, Isn't it? Or is it sympathetic? The sympathetic one? Because I think like, oh, it sympathizes with you. Fuck. Hold on. I know. It's like when you get yeah, sympathetic, parasympathetic, and then breaks it down even further like a fractal if you're into <clears throat> maths. Parasympathetic nervous system. No, it predominates in quiet, rest, and digest. See, the reason I remember that is because because I thought it'd be sympathetic, because it would sympathize Uh with you, but it's not. It's parasympathetic is your rest and digest. Is then, oh, you know what I was, no, that's like the autonomic nervous system and then the central nervous system, which is the one that like dictates the, the processes that you don't think about, such as the breathing, the digestion. I'm fairly certain that's parasympathetic because sympathetic well. derives drives the fight or flight response in stressful situations. Oh, maybe that's that's what sympathizes with you when you're on high alert. <laughs> right. It's like, listen, I'm with you, girl, but we got to figure this shit out now. We're about to die. Yeah, yeah the amygdala, <laughs> the hippocampus are like, we got to go. Uh, a fun little wrap up. The main purpose of the PNS is the, to conserve energy to be used later and to regulate bodily functions like digestion and urination. Well, yeah, because think about it. When you're in, let's say, fight mode mm-hmm. or even flight mode, your pupils dilate, your breathing gets heavier, mm-hmm. all the processes such as like ex- um, excretion, urination, those get put on hold. So or, you have that, like, increased burst of energy to do what you need to do yes. in that situation. But it could also be where your bladder or bowels will empty to make you lighter <laughs> so that you can get away faster. I'm not, I'm not fucking Positive. with you on this. Like, that's, that's what happens. That's why when you get super scared, you know, people will, uh, can, can pee or. I was going to say dirty yeah. themselves, but I forgot the word that yeah. I was trying to go for. Um, but yeah, that's what happens. That's why it happens. Interesting. Well, you know what? If someone's trying to kidnap you, soil. certainly soil themselves. That was the word I was going for. Soil. Yep. Kidnapping you. Continue. <laughs> no, if someone is trying to kidnap you, that is certainly a way to make them think twice about that. <laughs> oh yeah. If someone <laughs> complete derail of this topic right now, but if someone continue like tries to kidnap you, <laughs> one act crazy. Act yeah. as crazy as you possibly can. Start screaming, biting, scratching. Yeah. If you've Start been screaming holding fire. It, yes. If you're holding it, let it go. They're not going to want that. Like, most kidnappers are looking for your easiest target. So if you yep. immediately start fighting back at all, you become so much less desirable to kidnap. Just a thought. Yeah. But. Also, <laughs> also, keep a very straight face and say, dinner time. While looking at them. <laughs> Unblinking, slowly cock your head, eyes bulging. You look delicious. Like, let's just yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, I, I say fully commit to the bit and get out that spork that you've been holding in your pocket, <laughs> as one does, and, you know, really lay into it. Oh my god. What were we talking about before we're that? Ta- <laughs> talking about cross-stitch, I think, originally. Cross-stitching, yeah. that's oh. when I said it activates your parasympathetic system, which helps calm you down. Let's get back to this. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in addition to cross-stitching, because I felt having my friend there was very motivating to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I either need them to be present once more, 
or yes. sit down with you so we could do this. <laughs> but I've also taken up, um, it's uh, uh, in Japan, a common form of mending and s- stabilizing clothes in a way. Okay. It's called, uh, there's boro, which refers to the patches, uh-huh. you know, because clothes would be thin, the material would be thin, and people would often dress in layers. And oftentimes, these clothes would be handed down generation to generation. So, of course, the natural wear and tear. Mm-hmm. So, to reinforce, they would use these patches, boro, but then the actual type of stitching was called um, sashiko. Okay. And beautiful patterns, very cool. Um, and that's what I'm getting into now. Huh. That sounds yeah. really interesting. I I highly recommend it. Um, very visually satisfying. And there's rules to how it's done. So um, geometry, you know. Oh. But it it's cool. It's very pretty. Um, historical, if you think about it. Yeah. That sounds really cool. Yeah, and it it lends itself, you know, not only as a creative outlet, but also as just a very practical skill of how you can mend and reinforce your clothes, but also have them look good or different. Listen, that is a hill I will die on. When society crumbles, you're going to need your seamstresses, you're going to need your cooks, you're going to need people to be able Mm -hmm. to take care of you way more than you're going to need the people with the guns. I'm just saying. I agree. Who's going to feed you or clothe you or keep you warm? D for president. <laughs> no. <laughs> Empress of the world. World leader. World, yeah, world leader. Now, Miss D, let me ask you, what are some hobbies that have, or even like crafts, whatever, whatever it may be, that you've either continued from when you were younger that... Uh, you reconnected with or maybe something new and different that you're pursuing so i got back into painting i've always really liked painting it's been really Mm -hmm. soothing for me Mm -hmm. um i can't do like drawing like when i say painting i say just throwing shit at a canvas i most of the time if i start painting it's because i'm stressed or Mm -hmm. you know something Mm -hmm. to that effect and it's just really releasing to kind of make what's in your head go on paper or not paper but like on on canvas yeah what what Um, do you like to paint and what are your favorite mediums to use so like i said i use acrylic paints um Mm -hmm. and then i use just the cheap canvases you get at either hobby lobby or five below has canvas Mm-hmm. Um, it's all really the same. You can use different, um, like there's stuff you can put on a canvas before you start painting with your color to make it even. Uh-huh. Gesso? Um, yeah, gesso. I, uh-huh. I don't fuck with that. If it looks bad by the end, I don't care. Uh, <laughs> but some of my favorite things to paint are, if I'm starting a new canvas, every canvas gets like a gradient color in the back. Ooh. Um, and so one of my favorite ones I've ever done was it was a gradient purple and went from mm-hmm. dark to light. Obviously that's a gradient. <laughs> Anywho <laughs> I <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I plant a uh, planted. I painted a hanging plant, like a potted hanging plant. And uh-huh. then I glued, I super glued uh, twine onto the canvas to make that like the 
hanging bit. So it's like 3D kind of nice. art. It was super cute and it, it turned out really awesome. I haven't sealed it yet with like a coating. Yeah. Because that's like kind of important to do that before you hang it up anywhere. Just to protect your paint from, you know, the sun and what have you for listeners who mm-hmm. are wondering why I'd want to seal it. Uh, and I'm then- all on fire meme. and then a couple christmases ago i actually painted presents for our really good friends um i guess i can call them a and k but we all played a lot of among us together and so i painted their among us like characters that's so sweet it was super cute and it actually turned out really well i was really impressed with myself for it but um, Uh uh-huh so yeah, that's probably the one thing, again, if when I have time and space, like right now, there's no space in my house to do this, and most of the things are packed, but when I have time and space, and I can actually enjoy a craft or a hobby, yeah. I'll paint. And beyond painting, are there other uh, handiworks that you enjoy or would like to get into? Maybe something new? Um, There is one thing I like to do. I like to make wreaths. Ooh, uh-huh. So a fun little thing that you can do is go to Dollar Tree. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They have wire and um like twine kind of whatever that's called wreaths yeah. that you can buy. And then they have stickers or not stickers, but they've got like um fake moss and fake butterflies and all of the fake flowers you could ever want. And by the end of it, you can have a cart full of stuff to make six or seven wreaths and you're walking out with like 20 bucks. Yeah, they've really stepped their game up in the craft department. Yeah, they have. Um, So this last year I made two wreaths for fall and I had like one of the wire ones and I wrapped it in burlap and then I put flowers on it. Oh, okay. And then I really like using the fake wooden ones because then you can weave ribbon in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then add your flowers, butterflies, what have you. So that's what I enjoy doing. I like doing that. Anything that's cheap and relaxing is what I go for. <laughs> I I love that. I love that. Because um, certainly there's many hobbies that are unfortunately expensive. Mm-hmm. And if you can find a way to cut corners to continue to enjoy them, I say power to you. Yeah, I if I, I cannot stress that art and crafting does not have to be expensive. No, no. Like, it takes a little creativity, mm-hmm. but it's doable. Yeah. Like, you don't have to get the moleskin. You don't have to go to, like, the super expensive craft stores and get top-of-the-line paints, especially when you're like me and you know you're not going to use it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, like, the fantasy self versus the ideal self. That, oh, if I get these better or higher quality materials, then I'm going to become a better artist or crafter or whatever it is. Mm-mm. But truthfully, if if you are at a certain skill level, no matter the quality of the material, you can make things look good. You can work with them well. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, as opposed to if they're just sitting there or, you know, what have you. And I mean, even if you're... I, I say if you can draw a line, you're an artist. Aw. You know? I like that. Because, I don't know, like, what is art? I love art. You love art. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, we're both artists. But I think art is for everyone. It shouldn't just be limited to, you know, anyone with a formal arts background or anything like that. And it's also coming from someone with a formal arts background. <laughs> a degree in that. Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. There's there's something really nice about just expressing yourself. <laughs> it feels good. And I like I said before in a in a previous episode, it feels good making something that didn't exist in the world before. Yeah. Yeah, like, that was in your brain and then you made that happen. Yeah. How cool is that? It doesn't matter so if it's like belongs next to the Mona Lisa. It doesn't matter. You put something into the world that mm-hmm. you feel good about. And even if yeah. you don't, because there's a lot of people that hate their own art, trust me, even if you hate it, yeah. you made it and put it out there, it's appreciated. And listen, creating art is just like growing out a haircut. There's going to be a phase when everything, the world is ending. Mm-hmm. At least you feel like it. And it, it's going to get better, but first it has to get a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we all we all start from somewhere. We surely do. <laughs> and people, there are so many people out there who make their livelihoods on stick figures. It's all good. I I mean, there's there's an audience for that. There's a market for that. So I say, have fun, have at it. Do you think that's a good a good wrap up, or is there anything you'd like to add, dear S, for the listeners? You know what I. I think that's it. Um, I'm excited, just even speaking on for my own self, of what hobbies and arts I'll continue. You know, the ones that I currently have or have had. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's just so many neat things out there. And, like, even with the this uh, form of, you know, sewing from Japan, it, it's like a new, like, cultural atmosphere for me. Yeah. So to appreciate this art form... And, you know, hopefully honor it. I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. How about you? I I feel the same way. You know, it's like, as long as I can express myself through something, mm-hmm. you know, that's what matters to me. I'm probably never going to get into journaling or bullet journaling. I'm probably never going to get into scrapbooking again. I'm probably never going to turn like any of that. I Maybe one day I'd like to start knitting, but... I can know that that can be a very expensive hobby and I just am not willing to spend a lot of money on something I'm not going to continue, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's as a very wise man once told me, try it once. Without the expectation of ever getting into it again, just try it once. Well, listeners, if you do any kind of craft or are proud uh, of anything you've made, send us, you know, a little tidbit on Tumblr. Come, Come find us, hang out. We don't post a whole lot, but it is what it is. We, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but that's it. So thank you, everyone, for listening. If you've enjoyed it thus far, leave a like, a rating, subscribe, bookmark, share, share us to a friend, shout us into the universe that we're cool and worth listening to. And thank you every uh, ever so much for all that you do for us. We appreciate it. And until next week, stay alive, friends. Take care, everyone. <laughs>